It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, here we go. The big wrap. We're live after Tennessee didn't get a chance to run up the score against uh, Missouri. Instead, it was Eli Drinkwitz who had the uh, last word as uh, Tennessee drops their final road game, which is good for Tennessee because they're not very good on the road this year. They dropped their final road game and lose to Missouri 36 to 7. So, uh, Caleb, I've got a lot of thoughts about this game in which uh, I think a Tennessee team showed up incredibly flat. I'm not exactly sure why, but let's uh, start with you. What are some quick takeaways before we get to the message board? Already one person saying worse than South Carolina last year. I can't go that far because Tennessee had so much to play for and was considered such a better team beforehand. But this is a big orange dud uh laid and there's there's no way to put a pretty face on it yeah i got five takeaways but there's really only two and the two major takeaways are one it's let, let's let's bring up um dave's favorite word gap integrity T- tennessee was complete how they were it was the connor i mean it was the brady cook and cody schrader show because tennessee could not stay in position they were constantly out of position I don't know if they I, – I don't want to accuse them of not playing with their hair on fire. I just think they were consistently – I mean, they were out-schemed. The, the front seven was out-schemed by Eli Drinkwitz, and they got – they were completely out of position multiple times. That's the defensive side. The offensive side – Let me let me weigh in on that one second. Okay. Because because I want to go to the offensive side. But I don't want to get to all your takeaways for sure. I think when you lose that bad against a team that's similarly talented – it's not just out. This is my theory. I want to bounce it off you. It's not just out coach. It's not just out efforted, which we have seen on on our message board or outplayed. It's kind of everything, isn't it? You just got. I mean, when you get beat like that, it's it's all the it's like e all the above, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was all of the above. It was everything, and 
it was, I mean, a lot of people are going to attack Tennessee secondary because of how efficient Brady Cook was. That's not going to be me. And the reason that's not going to be me is because I don't think the secondary, outside of that one busted coverage to open the second half, they weren't really behind Brady Cook being so efficient. The front seven was because they were constantly out of position. And it was so easy for Brady Cook to make plays because of that. I think, again, this is, we talked about this leading into the week. Missouri runs a zone read offense with quick passes and quick slants consistently. Consistency. That requires linebackers staying in spy and staying in the right position in zone. And it requires ends not collapsing and edge rushers not collapsing. Everybody's going to blame the defensive tackles, the Omar Norman Lots and Amari Thomases. They can only do so much. It's on the ends to make sure that they stay in position and on the linebackers to make sure that they have that middle of the field and the out routes covered. None of them did that in this game. They were completely caught off guard. Every single time Missouri had a play called Tennessee seemed to go the other way. Missouri's offense is designed. It's an old Butch Jones offense. It's designed to catch you out of position. It is designed to, you hate to use the word, to trick you. And they trick Tennessee a lot in this game. That's what it is. That's what it was. All right, let's get your thoughts on the message board. Hit that like and subscribe button so we can get to more people. But I want your thoughts as uh, Tennessee with a woeful performance on the road against Missouri. Um, do you want to go through the rest of your takeaways quickly before I have some thoughts as well? But again, we want your thoughts on the message board. Uh, I got one quick takeaway, and that is we 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 underestimated in retrospect uh, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. And Darnell Wright. This is the type of game where you show up without great effort and maybe talent can win you a game. But this Tennessee didn't have this Tennessee team didn't have great effort from the get, and there wasn't the talent there to to save it, Caleb. Yes. So there's uh, a few things on that. Um, I'm going to say number two, the second biggest thing: drive killing mistakes. Now, a drive-killing mistake is not just a turnover, which Tennessee had three of those. Joe Milton had a pick six. There was a Dylan Sampson fumble on the whatever, on the what they thought what he thought was an RPO and what Joe Milton thought was a drop back. And then there was the Jalen Wright, the Jalen Wright fumble at the end of the half. But Dave, there were I counted, I counted, there were three other drives that were killed because of holding penalties that pushed Tennessee back, including one where Tennessee got to the six-yard line. And now I, I don't think that was a hold on Jacob Warren and squirrel white definitely didn't hold, but they called them both for holding and that was a drive killing mistake. So three holding penalties that killed three separate drives, three turnovers, a bad pitch on an option that had you go to second and 16 and killed that. I mean, these are, you can't make those drive killing mistakes. That was a, that was the opening drive of the second half, an option play with Milton to right and right. And Milton makes a terrible pitch. And Tennessee's playing from behind the eight ball with that. And you just can't make those type of mistakes. And so I would say, because if you guys notice, it's not going to show up at the stat sheet because Tennessee only got like 300 yards, but they were moving the ball for most of the game. Milton was actually throwing the ball, though. He was completing passes. But there would be some type of mistake, bad pitch, holding penalty, turnover that killed the drive every single time. Okay, let's let's talk about Milton for a second. The Big Rap brought to you by Harold Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, making your children safe for one school at a time. Harold Group Security Solutions, that's heraldgrp.com. We're going to make schools safer and workplaces as well. We're going to avoid the tragedies that have been 
way too prominent in our country's uh, history recently. So Joe Milton, um, I don't have the stats in front of me. Maybe you can pull them up. Uh, here is here, here are my thoughts on Joe Milton. Uh, Joe Milton still looks like, uh, to me, a September player uh, in November. And what I mean by that, he's still a little uncertain. I thought, um, and I think that it was uh, the announcers brought up the fact that he threw the the heater on the slant to Squirrel White in the end zone towards the end of the game. Uh, that was a factor. Kudos to Dante Thornton, uh, who made a really tough catch on an, uh, a ball that was a little bit underthrown. I'm not nitpicking. I don't think I really have to. To me, it's an innate thing where he just doesn't seem comfortable. And I don't, maybe that's just who he is. But it put, give me the stats. Maybe they were okay, but he just doesn't. It feels like a preseason game in the NFL. Does that make any sense to you, Caleb? With with I get Joe it. Milton all the time. I get it, but I thought he was fine in the pocket. I mean, he did finish twenty two or thirty four, two hundred sixty seven yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Before the game got out of hand, at one point, before that pick six drive, he was nineteen. Of, when you could theoretically say there was some sort of outside chance. Before the Dylan Sampson fumble, I guess, when it was 22 to 7. Because if you remember, Dave, it's 22 to 7. Dylan Sampson forces that fumble. Missouri goes down and scores. Then they have a pick six, and that's the game. But before that, it's still a game, right? Like 22 to 7 with the ball first down in Missouri territory, it's the game. It It's still a game. And yeah, I think it's a little bit debatable when that was a game. I, I've, I've, I felt like Tennessee didn't show up in the first quarter. I've, I felt like this was going to go Missouri's way early, early on. So, yeah, we, we could debate whether or not it's it's a game at what point. But mathematically, point. it's a game when you're in Missouri territory. And all I was getting at is at that point, sure. he was 19 to 25 for 240 yards and a touchdown and no interceptions at that point. Yeah, I don't point. think he's the major concern. I want to ask this. Uh, what is your major what, – what is your strongest concern with – uh, Josh Heupel after the, and I'm actually putting this into the YouTube channel as we speak. So you can vote it on it on our poll. What's your strongest concern with Josh Heupel after Missouri loss? Okay. So I'm uh, popping that in there. And what do you think about road woes? Um, how about quarterback evaluation? And what else do you want to put up there? Road woes, quarterback evaluation, discipline. Um, I mean, it's kind of wide ranging. How about penalties? How about, how, penalties how about late season struggles? And then we'll, uh, I, I want to talk specifically about the state of the program, not just the Missouri game is why I'm offering that up. Do you have one under okay. road woes, quarterback evaluation, late season struggles? I mean, I would still say penalties. Wouldn't you, you wouldn't go with penalties. Uh, were they there, a problem? I mean, were they a problem last year? I'm I'm looking for yeah, something. Yeah, I mean now now this is a unique. Tennessee is always going to be one of the most uniquely one of the most penalized teams because of the tempo they run. So maybe right. that's just something you accept that comes with the territory with Heupel's yeah. offense. Um, let's th let's throw out three for now. Road woes, quarterback evaluation, late season struggles. Okay. Uh, for me, it it is the quarterback evaluation still, but it might not be for you. As for the road woes, Tennessee goes to Florida. We can wash that one away with the Cooper Mays injury if we want to, and we've probably been accused of that. Uh, but uh, Tennessee also in the second half against Alabama fell flat and then against Missouri fell flat. So do you think there is serious concern for the state of Tennessee's program when on the road? Yeah. Under I don't think Hyde. how you could, I don't think how you could look at it and think anything else. 
it's it, this is dating back to ever since Eric Ainge made the comments about Sanford Stadium last year. This has been a thing. And people will want to bring up Death Valley in LSU. That wasn't really a road game. It was, but it's LSU at noon does not have a home field advantage, guys. Anybody that knows that stadium, it's not a home field advantage when they're playing at noon. And well, and let's be real frank, too. I mean, you and I were both high on LSU. They're, they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. So they're that, not. That's another reason that, that I agree with everything you said. That's another reason that win wasn't there. So uh wasn't as impressive. Now, is that something that's fixable? Is that something that Josh Heupel can take care of? Because that's what I'm when I ask the question, I'm I'm thinking of 2025, 2026. What are you what's still your concern? Because if it's quarterback evaluation, which is another option, Caleb, then you wonder what Tennessee has with Nico. Okay. So where would quarterback evaluation rank, keeping in mind, as you pointed out to me, Tennessee wanted, Josh Heupel wanted to go with Joe Milton over a Hendon Hooker for the longest time. You know, his quarterback has to be pretty good, Caleb. Did he luck into Hendon Hooker and things went well last year? Is that the end of the story? I don't think Tennessee fans expected that. I mean, yes, but again, I, I got to, how, how much of this game is on Joe Milton, though? And that's where I'm at is because I thought he threw the ball fine. I thought the run game was poor. And let me narrow it real quick. And you tell me because you know ball to a certain degree better than I do. But I could I could I could really go from here if you give me your thoughts. The run game was awful today. Do you think a big part of the run game was on a lot of those third and twos that got stopped? Do you think those were RPOs and Joe Milton didn't decide to keep it and he should have? Or do you think um, I think the run game struggled as Jalen Wright struggled because I don't think Dylan Sampson was comfortable coming in at that point in the game. I think that kind of got it a little herky jerky. So I didn't have I didn't see as much of an issue with RPOs. Okay, because my question is remember the opening drive where Milton handed it off and it was twice from second and three and third and three, and it was stopped both times. Do you do you, like my, I was gonna wonder, was either of those an RPO and Milton chose to hand it off when he should have kept it? Because if that's the case. And he's still having trouble knowing when to keep it or not on runs. Then, yeah, that's a big concern with Milton because, that's pretty, yeah, that's a pretty simple read too. You just stare at the defensive end. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so then we, and if they're not giving him the option at that point, Dave, I can't even. I've not done this all year. I've not done this in three years here. If they're not giving Milton that option, then you got to question his quarterback evaluation and his play calling at that point. Well, I mean, if yeah. you if you're not giving that option, he's going to get killed um, unless they're doing something that. I don't know about. I mean, he, no, they're not giving Milton the option to keep, or they're they're just saying hand it off to right every time. If they do, and, yeah, that that would be a stunner to me. If you don't really have the option, um, well, then but, if, yeah, if because Jimmy Himes was suggesting that on our show a few weeks ago, and the reason I'm going there is if they're not giving him the option, then that means Heifel, yeah, you have to question his evaluation because he's forcing, he's trying to force Milton to work while not even let him play free. Now at the same because he didn't have faith in him. And at the same time, I think this is more Milton. I'm with you. I think Milton is not keeping it enough on these second and three, third and three. I think there's so many times it's you're right. It's the easiest read in the country, right? Like Brady yeah. Cook doing it all game. And yeah. It's 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 stunning to me. Keep it coming on the message board. Now, Travis, who has been big on Joe Milton all year. And I had my questions early in the season said, play Nico. I can't tell if he's being serious or sarcastic to be, to be real honest with you. I will ask you this since we're on the quarterback uh, d 
discussion, go ahead and click that like and subscribe button for me if you don't care. Click like and subscribe right now. Take one second. We greatly appreciate it. We'll keep the Tennessee content coming to you and SEC content as well. Um, you don't have the SEC East to play for. You only have the championship of the state of Tennessee to play for with Vanderbilt. Missouri's already won that, by the way. They beat Memphis, I, Vanderbilt, MTSU, yeah. and Tennessee. That was a silly stat. Some some somebody has extra time on their hands to look that up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, But I'll tell you, Caleb, that there could be an argument to hand it over to Nico right now. Hand it over to Nico as of tomorrow. Make an announcement at their team meeting on Sunday morning. At Sunday morning, um, at their team meeting, handed it over to him because then you would have almost, um, well, you'd have half a month, then you'd have another uh, bowl practice leading into, you'd have almost half a season heading into next year with Nico being the guy. If so Joe Milton this- had another year left, it'd be another discussion, but I think you can really have that discussion right now. Okay, but is this what we're going to start doing now when a senior quarterback doesn't win? Like when nothing's out, when nothing's on the table anymore with your senior, you just throw him to the wayside and go with your freshman. Like in 1999, after Tennessee lost to Arkansas, should they have benched T. Martin and put Joey Matthews in for the rest of the year because they couldn't win the East and T. Martin was going to be gone? Well, if they thought that Joey Matthews was the future, then I've got no problem with that. I mean, I think they gave him the chance to be the future. They did start him in 2000. Yeah. So well, I see how that went. All right. I'm so, saying- uh, okay. Now, by the way, um, I, I would, I would, I would make the, I'd make the break. I'd go Nico. I would, I would just I would, at the Sunday morning meeting. I would say, listen, I tried, right. guys. I thought this was the coach, Joe. We love you. Um, you made a lot of money. I've seen you on billboards for some construction company in Knoxville. So you did pretty well with slightly above average. Well, I won't say above average talent, but if you count mental processing, then that's talent. Um, slightly above average play you profited you're going to go to the nfl it's nico's time step aside joe dave let me go back let me ask you referring to him as joe garantano by the way it's milton milton (laughs) let me let me let me let me ask you because um you were a tennessee fan back in 1991 right you were actually going to games and watching them the year of the miracle at south Bend, right yeah well i was 
playing football in my backyard and the miracle at South Bend and left my television only to come back at the very end and see that they came back. Um, okay. Well, let me just tell you the story of that year. Uh, Tennessee started four. No, then they lost two straight to Florida and Alabama. The SEC title was out of reach. Andy Kelly was a senior. Everybody in the world knew that Heath Shuler was the future. Are you saying if you were coaching Tennessee in 1991 in November with four games left, you'd have benched Andy Kelly and said, Hey, it's time for Heath Shuler. Now. No, because I think Andy Kelly's good. <laughs> but you knew you thought Heath Shuler. Everybody knew Heath Shuler was better, from what I understood during that time. I didn't know that at the time. I mean, I I heard he was incredibly athletic. You got to remember, recruiting coverage wasn't covered like that either. So everybody said, "Oh, he's supposed to be an incredible athlete." Um, but everybody back then also thought if you were white, you're a pocket passer, and if you were black, that you ran. So everybody's really confused by hearing about this athletic guy that happens to be white. <laughs> this is so confusing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I thought of Heath Shuler at the time. I was probably a little bit young too, but I know that I thought Andy Kelly was solid. I don't think Joe Milton is solid. I never did, Caleb. He's a great guy. <laughs> His teammates love I him. Hot going- darn it. You're finishing eight and four, no matter what you let Joe Milton finish the season, the last two games, finish eight and four. Cause we know that's what's going to happen. By the way, I'm not writing off Georgia still yet. Cause we know Tennessee is Jekyll and Hyde home and away. And if Georgia beats Ole Miss tonight, which they may not because they know they won the East now. So they may actually just take the night off. But, but Caleb, um, let me ask you this question. Does Tennessee have a better chance beating what I believe is the number one team in the nation. They can put them number two if they want. Do they have a better chance of beating them with Joe Milton or Nico? If you had to bet your mortgage on it tomorrow, if you're the head coach of the Vols and you only I have to make one decision, Joe, right then you now, give I'd it back to Joe Milton. Joe Milton, I think, gives them a better chance to beat Georgia than Nico right now. Uh, okay. I, I I disagree. I don't think Joe Milton gave them a better chance than Nico to beat um, Austin P. I I I think from the get, Nico was the answer. I've thought that all along. Um, you have thought that all along, but I mean, there is, look, you have, you look, I think at this point, you know how the season's finishing. And I don't think, I don't think there's, a, you know, if I think this would invigorate the fan base, there's nothing you have. You got Georgia coming to town. You don't have okay, to invigorate them. What's the storyline? Okay. Let me ask you this. What's the storyline? If Tennessee's quarterback completes 18 of 24 passes for 280 yards, runs for two touchdowns, throws for two touchdowns, but Tennessee loses to Georgia uh, 40 to 30, okay? The storyline, if it's Joe Milton, is Tennessee's stumbling down the stretch against Georgia, which was expected. If it's Nico with that same stat line, you're like, get excited, next year's coming, Roll out the billboard campaign. But are you sure Nico is going to do that if he's playing? I'm not sure, but I'm sure Joe's not. I'm that's my point. I think-, I, I, I think based off all I've heard, I think that Joe Milton will be able to. I'm sorry. I think that Nico will be able to do that. I don't I, think Joe Milton will be able to. Let me let me put this in here one sec. Uh, I tell you what, the absolute best when it comes to the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products, go to hemphousechat with two Ts.com. Hemphousechat with two Ts.com. Use the promo code HOOK. That's HOOK for 10% off. Uh, hemphousechat with two Ts.com. Love it. You were saying, sorry to interrupt, Caleb. No, that's all. Uh, that, that, that's fine. Um, what I would say is that I still think there's an element of keeping the team together because of players for next year. 
And I don't think it's a big deal whether or not you win or lose to Georgia. You're going to beat Vanderbilt. You're finishing eight and four. Now, what I will say, I'll give you this, Dave, <laughs> to in a diplomatic way, if you're Josh Hype, but you go to Joe Milton for bowl practices, you go, hey, Joe, might be in your best interest to go ahead and focus on the NFL draft and opt out of the bowl game. Like, I am all for that. I am all for just going. Oh, I think that conversation would be had. I definitely think that would be had. Um, Travis says, at this point, if a change isn't made, don't you have to question Heifel's coaching? It's a great point. No. Not not in that instance. I I mean, I I do. I, I wonder, would Tennessee have kept Joe Milton out there had he not gotten hurt in 2021? And would he have been the starter in 2022? That's why quarterback evaluation is one of my big deals. So on, by the way, on the um, poll that you can take part at, uh, part of right now on our YouTube channel, what is your strongest concern with Josh Heupel after Missouri loss? Road woes, 67%. uh, Quarterback evaluation, 21%. Late season struggles, 11%. Let me ask you this as well. What about Eli Drinkwitz? calling the timeout late and rubbing Tennessee's nose in it. I know Josh Heupel ran up the score last year. At least I thought he ran up the score. But is that the new villain? I picked him out early, Caleb. I knew that that was the guy that Tennessee fans should hate. That was – I've not, running up the score is one thing. Calling a timeout to run it up or make the other team stand in it was awful. And it's really – it's really reckless because it almost resulted in a fight where some of your players could be out next week. Um, that's the new guy to hate. That's your Steve Spurrier, but he's not as quippy and he's not as talented in coaching. Other than that, that's your new guy to hate. And don't hate him because Steve Spurrier, you hate Steve Spurrier because he's so smart. You hate this guy because he's just a big doofus. Sorry. And all, so you're saying it's the guy to hate because you think Missouri, as I told you guys leading into the week, is on Tennessee's level as a program. Um. Well, historically, you caught a lot of heat from that on the YouTube channel. Historically, I think there's one way to clear it up. Historically, I think that you would say Tennessee is on another level. If you want to look at recent history, then there's an argument to be made. Is that a fair way of putting it? That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. That's all I was going with it. And I said, there's there's ancient history, there's history, and then there's recent history. Tennessee dominates ancient history but again that's like saying that's like if like italy were to brag about like the roman empire compared to like england who's a better country like we are the roman empire okay you take that that democracy and shove it we came up with these fancy (laughs) goblets the kneeling years are basically like roman empire era for football okay it's that old it's that old and it means the longer away it goes the lesser and lesser it means and then history is the 90s Recent history is the 2000s, and I'm sorry, in the 2000s, it's this series is now tied historically, Tennessee and Missouri, six to Caleb six. Caleb is now doing an Eli Drinkwitz thing where he's rubbing your nose in it. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. I think that a couple of things that were disappointing is Missouri handled Tennessee like they were Kentucky or Vanderbilt on a bad day, right? I thought Tennessee's program was beyond that, that they would show up completely flat. And they're not beyond that to the point where, like, when they showed up in the ancient history, like you're talking about the 90s and before, they'd show up flat to Vanderbilt and Kentucky, and they'd win because they were more talented. They're not that good. They're just not that good yet. So they need to realize that. Um, And Tennessee, I think, needs to set a real tone for the remainder of the season. You talk about losing the program. What if 
going with Nico over Joe Milton actually invigorates some younger players in the program, actually says that you have to be accountable, that you can work as hard as you can and be a great dude, but if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And I'm sorry, that's life. Yeah, but if you're holding accountable, then you need to bench like three offensive linemen too at this point because of how bad the run game was today. You're saying Jalen Wright shouldn't play, should start next week because he was horrible today too. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I thought Jalen Wright got banged up early and had a bad fumble. Um, I don't know. With running backs, don't you always kind of give them benefit of the doubt when they get banged up early? I'm I kind of like, half the time I'd rather them just sit. <laughs> you know, I don't know, though, because... Where's Jabari Small? Now, Tennessee doesn't... I think he came in and only... Yeah, why hasn't he been? <laughs> I mean, all That's year long. I'm not just talking about tonight. I'm talking and about this, all year long. And this is a... And by the way, for... One of maybe Tennessee should have adopted some zone reads on their end, but maybe they don't trust their running backs with vision. One of the big things of this game tonight, Cody Schrader, that's one of the most patient running backs I've ever seen, Dave. I don't know about you, but I mean, have you ever seen a guy that's so patient? It, it, he had um, he reminds me of Edron James. Remember when Edron James would so patiently wait for the hole to open yeah. before he hit it? I'm just glad you didn't and... say something to the effect of, oh, he's a he's a real uh. Uh, coach's top of player he's a workout warrior he he's he's a gym rat you know all this stuff they say about white he's guys. a tough guy he's a gritty player <laughs> all the stuff they say about white guys <laughs> oh wait is cody schrader white i thought he was light skin is he white i don't know i don't i guess i really don't see race because i don't i thought he was is he not all right the running back all right no the running back cody schrader is Oh, well, maybe he is. He's ambiguous. Definitely racially ambiguous. We'll go with that. Is that, that what the site says? Is that what his site says? I, Aren't I, we all going to be racially Cody, ambiguous I, at one point? What is Cody Schrader? Is Cody Schrader black or white? Uh, oh, I says, <laughs> someone, I think yeah, someone yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they've generally made the right, uh, the right call by putting Wright and Samson ahead of Small. I totally agree, but you'd like for Jabari Small to be ready to go in a pinch. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. Joe Milton reminds you more of Jamarcus Russell or Joe Garantano. Jared Garantano? Jared Garantano. Oh, Jamarcus Russell, because Jamarcus Russell did have production in college and his big arm. But remember this. Remember, I his his skill set. I want to be fair to Joe on this. His skill set reminds me of Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell was a bus half because of his skill set, half because he was just a really lazy player who didn't care. Took as he as, was as the Kyler Murray. He, he was the Kyler Murray previously that had to have it written in his contract that he had to watch film, and he didn't. Yes, I mean. and as 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 Stephen A. had the best quote in it one time. He's like, Jamarcus Russell clearly got his money from the holdout, and he obviously spent it on a bunch of donuts. Okay, and scissor because um, he became yeah, that's a like that slobber quarterback. That's like Caleb being required or me being required to wear a shirt. Uh, that's just part of it. Uh, all right, he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. Want to thank uh, Harold Group Security Solutions. We're with you uh, after each and every Tennessee game, so it'll be Georgia next week. Caleb, do you think Tennessee can pick up the pieces and put together a yeoman's effort and play Georgia close or even beat them? Yeah, I think they could actually still beat them. I'm going to be honest with you. And I think that y'all can call me crazy on that. Tennessee hasn't lost a game at home in two years to this point. And also talk about picking up the pieces. Now this is one, I can't believe it. I've thrown it out all year, but I'm going to bring it up now. 
didn't they do that in the Orange Bowl back in January? They were excited to be there, even yeah. though that they lost. They okay. They well, let me a chance at the college football playoffs. Let me say this: If you really believe that Tennessee can beat Georgia with Joe Milton, then I'm changing my stance of not taking, not making the change to Nico. Now I don't believe that, but based off your premise, I'm going to change my thought process. I don't, but okay. So roll with Joe a little bit longer. And let's see what happens on Saturday in Neyland Stadium. Yeah, no, I think they can. Now, here's Dave. This is for those of you who are watching the show Sunday. This will this this is hinging on what happens with Georgia Ole Miss. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. It just makes it confusing. It just makes it confusing. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker with you with you weekdays at 10 a.m. We love visiting with you. Also, the Sunday show. Is a lot of shows. The Sunday show with Fred brought to you by Herald Group Security Solutions. Fred White will join us. Also, the Vol Report with Jacob Warren and uh, our, our good friend Cooper Mays. We get to visit with him who recovered another fumble. Last time he did so, he said, did you see me recover that fumble? Quick like a cat. So we'll discuss that. Um, he is Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.